Hello, this is Johnny Tacos. I've always been a lover of music. The way the drums beat as my heart. The way the guitar sings louder than the vocalist. And the way the song is written. You would think it was how each word just coexisted with the other word. Music has always been a tool for good and evil. Music has always been a way to soothe the heart, to mend the broken, to relax the unnerved, to scream out the angry, and to worship. So please join me as we take a trip and we listen to these wonderful musicians with their art as well as their love songs to God. And I am Johnny Tacos, and this is Origin. Origin. What's up? This is Johnny Tacos here with another exciting episode of Origin Stories. Today I have Zachariah all the way from Fort Worth area. Well, Granberry. If you don't know Granberry, I just want to say thank you so much for all the love, support coming to the end of the season here. I feel so blessed to have known each and every one of y'all. I want to thank all the bands who um, had came on the show. Thank all the art authors, the life coaches, uh, my good friends that decide to harass me all the time about the show. Uh, To all the Street Tacos team out there, going out there, uh, spreading the Johnny Taco cheer, uh, letting everybody know that there is a alternative to secular and that is our Christian metal, rap, country. I didn't even know that there was such thing as Christian country because I thought all country was Christian, but I was mistaken. But uh, it, is, it is an awesome feeling to be a part of this. Uh, it's not me. It's This is all God's work. The testimonies that are given to me, I am just an amplifier, amplifying it out to the world so everybody knows the the greatness of God and the power that he has to change a pauper into a king. So, you know, you like that metaphor. Zachariah is over there laughing. He likes that metaphor. Anyways, I just want to say we're coming up to the end of the season. Next season is going to be a totally new type of uh, flow. I'm going to merge my Taco Talk and Origin Story together to make it the complete Johnny Taco Show. And for people on Patreon, it will be live. So I'll have an hour of power live on Patreon. So, But if you like this show and you want to help it grow, because we are building for the kingdom. We're not just sitting here talking to each other, having a good time, even though we are. Uh, this is all about kingdom building. This is the testimonies are bricks to build the wall to keep us away from the, the enemy, which is AKA Satan, which is AKA my ex-wife. Now I'm just joking. Um, we, uh, we're serious. Seriously. This is, uh, this is a time where 
it's a call out to the family. It's a call out to our brothers and sisters of Christ. We need to, uh, you know, I, I've been holding the burden of pan for mostly everything with a little bit of sponsors that God has uh, given me, and I'm so appreciative. But to upgrade, to make this more, and to bless other people and to bless everything else, um, you know, with your support and your donations would be awesome. So you can go to my website. I have a Cash App. I have a Zelle, PayPal. I got all those uh, that if you want to. And if you want to get a T-shirt for your memories, you know, go to Twisted Glitter because T-shirts there right now for the spirit is if you buy one, you get one half off, so it's two for $30. You can't beat that with a bat, uh, a little old school rap. Uh, so, all right, enough about me because this is not about me. My testimony is coming up at the end of the year. That's going to be exciting. Y'all get to know the Johnny before the Johnny Taco. All right, so, but anyways, we are here with hip-hop artist Zachariah. What's up? What's going on, man? Hey, uh, how's it going, man? What, what are you up to? Oh, not much. I'm glad to be here, uh, to be on the show, uh, and just to, to see what the Lord's going to do through this. Um, it's pretty amazing. And you drove an hour to get here, so yeah. that, that is awesome that you have that drive to, to show your testimony, to give to the world. So that is awesome in itself. Uh so tell us a little something about you. Um, where are you from? So uh, I'm originally from Fort Worth, still live in Fort Worth, uh, born and raised uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Um, yeah, this is pretty much, that's, that's, that's the city that I grew up in and uh, um, where, where I was and, and where I am now. <laughs> the, the city of, of what? Funky Town. Funky Town. That's Funky what they call it. <laughs> Funky Town or the Stockyards. Yep. Where, yeah. Uh, I've actually only went to Stockyards once and I saw the cattle go and I was like, wow, that's exciting. <laughs> that and the overpriced rodeo stuff there. It's What's, expensive. It's AC. Yeah, yeah. You well, can't get any most, more cowboy well, for that. Yeah, some some of some parts of it. Not I won't say all of it. Well, maybe nowadays. Yeah, now today it does it. I went to to the rodeo. I was thinking, man, I want to be sweating. There's going to be so much swampness around me and all that. Yeah. And then you go into the nice AC. And I'm like, this is not cowboying up. <laughs> this is this is like I I could be at the house sitting down, uh, drinking a tea or a coffee like we're doing. Yeah. And. Uh, and just sitting there and enjoy. But it's pretty fun over there in Fort Worth. A lot of people mostly sway when they go to the DFW area. They sway to Dallas. Yeah. Because yeah. Dallas, you know, everybody's, oh, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. You got Deep Ellum. You got all this. Yep. You, you got the Dallas Stars, the Mavericks play yep. over there. But people forget the, the gym of Fort Worth. Yeah. Uh, well, except for the... Uh, what what was that? The Yellowstone spinoff? They had the Fort Worth back oh, in the yep, yeah, yeah eighteen eighty three. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I I can't I can't recognize it. I was like, no, nah, that that couldn't be that because all I see is like big skyscrapers and then there's like a one horse town kind of thing. Yeah, well, you know, Fort Worth has a lot of historical places not a lot of people know about. You know, but I mean, it's slowly being torn down and kind of modernized. But other than that, it's. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, about you growing up, um, 
Were, were your parents uh, very religious? My, you know, it's kind of funny though. Um, my dad and so I, I have, so my mom and my dad split up when I was two. And uh, so my stepmom has been in my life since I was two years old. And uh, she's she's been a really good mom to me. Um, so my mom was into the church. My grandmother is really into the church. She's she's the one that really fed me a lot of scriptures and uh, and uh, uh, prayed for me. And it's kind of funny because I, I really truly believe her prayers and others, but her feeding me the word and constantly trying to give me Bibles and and uh, I'd lose them and stuff. And over the years, you know, she she I, I believe that that word is what brought me to the Lord. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of things that I thought I was lucky on. Uh, I was actually blessed. And I, I didn't realize because I thought I believed in luck. I didn't believe in blessings, you know. Yeah. I didn't know what blessings were. I just thought, well, dang, you're either lucky or you're not lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, you grew up um, in Fort Worth. In Fort Worth, you know, were, did you grow up in like in the... Rural area, or were you out in the country? No, it was a, it was a rural. Uh, I actually grew up in Candle Ridge, uh, Candle Ridge, Fort Worth, over there, kind of next to where Southwest High School is and stuff like that. Um, if anybody knows where like Hewlin is, it's right over there. And it's a huge hip hop scene, isn't it? Uh, maybe now, but I mean. It's it's kind of gone downhill to be honest. I mean, it used to be a really good neighborhood. You can go out and and uh, ride your bikes. I mean, that's what I did. I'd, I'd ride my bikes for, you know, go way out there. My bikes, hang out in the creek and and uh, play with the other kids and stuff. Drink from the water hose, you know, that sort of thing. Play in the mud. <laughs> yeah, all the stuff that the uh, the zoomers are afraid to do now. Yeah, it's a, it's a loss. It's a loss technique. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's uh, you're like. What is this his, this prehistoric thing you're doing? Yeah. Why are you drinking from the from the thing? Why couldn't you go to the to the store and get you a bottle of water like all the other normal people? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we drank from the water hose, and we didn't come in until the night lights came out uh, on the street lights came out, or you know, when they turned on, we we came home. So yeah, yeah. How old are you? Uh, thirty three. Okay, yeah, you're you're like. Uh, 12 years younger than me. Now I'm feeling very old. Thank you. Thank well, you for- dang, I thought you were younger than me. No. <laughs> it's just the face. It's the generics, you know. What are you drinking? <laughs> uh, apparently coffee-flavored chocolate or chocolate-flavored coffee right now. That's what that smell was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot to put the sugar in there, so it's like bitter. It's like that bitter chocolate. Yeah, that, there's nothing that, wrong with that. The grandma's chocolate. Like, that's my bacon chocolate. Don't eat it, honey. <laughs> I said acquired taste. <laughs> Uh, you got to acquire some taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so when you were growing up, what were your influences? What kind of music did you Ooh, like growing up? Man, I'll tell you. Uh, so when I first started getting, so my, I, so I lived with my dad. I didn't live, really live with my mom. And so my dad, he would listen to the cars, Fleetwood Mac. Um, um, and those were really the, the, I guess the main genres that he would listen to. So I kind of grew up listening to them. And then when I got on my own uh, and started venturing off into new music, first thing was Metallica. Mm-hmm. And I got into Metallica and then that led to Ozzy. And then that led to uh, um, uh, Slipknot <laughs> and then going to their concerts. And, and it just kind of down this really, I mean, I don't know, I hate to be blunt about it, but the satanic, secular 
loophole, not loophole, but a rabbit hole and uh, just kind of surrounded myself with, with that and, and uh, kind of got influenced by that kind of dark agenda. So where you start wearing all black, you know, and just, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like this, yeah. that, you just start, everything starts to become dark in your life. So. You look like Wednesday Adams if she was a boy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, the only reason why I said Wednesday Adams because I'm actually watching that on Netflix <laughs> Wednesday. I was like, the Adams family, because my wife's maiden name is Adams, so I'm always oh. bugging her. And just, <laughs> But uh, you like that segue. I'm always thinking of stuff two points ahead. But uh, you're growing down that lifestyle. Yeah. And to live that lifestyle, you had to have some rough edges. Uh, Was it, when was that? When did that start around? Really, I'd say as soon as I turned 18. Um, You know, it's crazy because a lot of, uh, a lot of, the path that I went down, a lot of people didn't have a choice to, you know, and that was their choice was to go down a path uh, that I went down. But the thing is, is I had, I had, you know, it's like I was given opportunities and all I had to do, yeah, I, I had opportunities and the only thing I had to do was reach for that opportunity and I had to just, just to, to reach my hand out and grab it. That's all I had to do. But I chose to go a different path. I chose to hang out with the wrong people. You know, and it's not like I grew up having a hard life. I didn't, you know, and like I said, a lot of people grew up having a hard life and they went down the same path that, or I went down the same path that they, they had no choice. They had to go live in the streets. Like you know? a generational sin kind of thing? I, no, I wouldn't say a generational sin. It's just, I, I, it made more, probably more of a rebellion. Yeah. Um, when I turned 18, it was like, screw you. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, I was like, I joined an organization and, and, and hung out with the wrong people, did drugs and sold drugs and, and just chose to do the wrong thing. And thing is, is a lot of the things I'm just, at the time I was lucky. I thought I was lucky. I mean, a lot of people called me lucky. That was my, that was my nickname. I went by lucky. And, uh, because I did a lot of things that I should have gotten in trouble with. And, and it's like, I, I would always be able to evade the police and, and, you know, I should be locked up for a long time, but you know, I, I didn't realize there were blessings. God had a better plan for me. So I didn't know that at the time, but you know, I just chose to go down a bad path when I guess I just chose to choose that rebellion. I didn't have to do that, but I, I chose that. So it felt like you were living in a sheltered life as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then finally, when you got your first taste of actual freedom, yeah. you went out and you didn't know what to do. You're like, you know what? I can do this. I can do that. I can spend my money on this. I don't have to stay up. I don't have to go to bed early. <laughs> I, I could do whatever I want and yeah. just kind of spend out of control there, right? Yeah, I was feeding my flesh. I yeah. mean, that's what it really came down to. I was just feeding my flesh and fulfilling uh, my fleshly desires and, and thinking that was... I was getting high off of, of feeling, you know, feeling and feeling my flesh's needs, you know? Yeah. So, and you know, and it happens to everybody it happened to me too. And that's the, the testimony I'm going to be doing at the end of the year. Oh, praise God. And, um, and I've, I've done, I, I done went out and I shouted out the testimony, how good God was in, in the concert that we had, um, in November. Yeah. So, uh, it's just, it's amazing what God had in store with you and you didn't even know about it. You're like, man, you know what? I'm just lucky. I'm just, I'm just this guy that I I am so awesome that I can just go through and hide through stuff and all that. 
but you're not knowing that God isn't the architect saying, you know what, I'm gonna think, I'm gonna make him think he's lucky, and then I'm gonna give him some knowledge. I'm gonna drop it on. There must have been a time during that because, you, uh, as we mentioned off air, you you had uh, studied witchcraft before you uh, gave your life to God, right? Yeah. And that that kind of gets you in a darker, more darker path into oh, yeah. a deeper hole. Um, when when was that aha moment? When was that when God came up and just slapped you and woke you up and put some water on your face? Say, hey, you know, you need to rise up from this thing. I did not create you to be this person. I created you for something more. So it's kind of funny story. Uh, it's actually really cool because. I was more like a Jonah there in the beginning. I I was running. I wanted to be with God. So I started realizing, okay, I'm going to go to church, but I'm going to be that one day Christian because I'd literally go to church and I'd feel good for those few days. I'm like, wow, it feels good, you know? And then like, so I just keep going to the church and, but I wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit. I wasn't having a relationship with Jesus. So, but I wanted to be with God. So uh, I was working in the oil field, and this was back in 2015. I was in the oil field, uh, or at the last days of my oil field, and I called my uncle, who who he's in uh, deliverance ministry, and uh, I was like, man, I'm just having a hard time. I, I just feel like I want a change in my life. I hate where I'm at. I hate the things that I'm doing. I'm fulfilling my flesh. I, I, I wanted to be with God. And he's like, you sure you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, I really want to do this. So he's like, okay, we prayed. And and uh, he's like, this is this is going to be a big step. And I wasn't understanding the things he was saying. I just was wanting that quick fix, you know, like we all do. We want that instant gratification. God, fix me, take it all away. But it was a pruning process. So, uh, and it was going to be on my action, how quick it was going to happen. So I, I got off the phone with him and not even an hour later, I got fired for something that I didn't do. And at the time I was really livid. I was like, I was up in Ohio working in the oil field. I was like, I was getting accused for something that I didn't do. I got fired. I left, but I didn't realize at the time that God had already said, okay, if you want to take this step, this is a step we had to take. Well, it took me two more years to get, you know, to get clean and and to get my mind right. And uh, kind of fast forward, I'm kind of giving you the short version a little bit because uh, it is a long version there, uh, to this story, but I'll give you the short one. So after I came back from Ohio, I... Um, uh, I was fighting with God and I was rejecting him, but I was still wanting to be with him. And, I, and at this point, when I got back home from the oil field, it's, I, I took a deeper, a deeper, I wanted to be with God. I was claiming God, but I was walking with Satan in the witchcraft, you know, um, putting curses on people. And it's not like I studied witchcraft, but I found out that the things that I was doing were exactly the same thing witches and warlocks were doing, and I had no clue. I was putting spells on people that I didn't know. I was seeing manifestations of demons in my house. I mean, I wasn't the only one seeing them. People that were in the house were seeing them. The dog was seeing them. You know, and these things actually didn't necessarily uh, manifest just in the spiritual realm, but they actually came into the flesh where you could actually see a physical being. And that is... Probably, probably the most fear I've ever felt in my life. Uh, it, I mean, so much fear that it, at one time I was in the house and this winged demonic creature came and these, I, I want to call them hellhound dogs or whatever. They sound like hyenas. They were surrounding my house and there was these, there were these dog looking creatures 
And the dog that I had was, at the time, was not scared of anything. This dog would attack the biggest dog on the block. This dog was never afraid of anything. And it would always bark at the entities that were in the house because... Obviously, I was practicing witchcraft, so the lights would turn on. Not tell, hey, lights turn off. The lights would turn off. Radio turn on. The radio would turn on. I mean, there was none of that voice stuff that we have nowadays to turn stuff on. Alexa. <laughs> yeah, it was none of that, you know. And you know, I, I made cars shut off. You know, it, it, I didn't. I thought I was at the time was doing that, but it was the demons that were in me and around me, manipulating the objects to move and, and for lights to turn on and off. I mean, heck, the the whole the house that I was in, the whole house cracked from one side to the other. I mean, it was that was the final moments of being in this spiritual reality that was just so so surreal because I was always a believer to see it. God I just didn't believe in that stuff, you know. But I've been dealing with it since I was eight years old, or at least as far as back as I can remember is eight. But um, but I've always been that see it to believe it. And when you start seeing these things manifest in front of you and in front of other people, you know, it's like you're like you're not going crazy. Other people are seeing it, the dogs seeing it. It's just crazy. And I'd walk into this house, and every time I walk in this house, I had this cross, which you it was one of those non-breakable crosses where you can't yank it off your neck or anything. It would fall off my neck. It would fall off uh, uh, my neck at right outside the door. So it was just very demonic situation that I was in and I ended up, uh, and I was, I, I was still on drugs. And one day the Lord just kind of hit me and it just, he, he, he just brought everything that I've ever done to somebody else. It was starting to come back onto me and I started seeing that. And then I started kind of surrendering all that. So then that moment kind of like fast forward, I got off drugs there at, you know, at the house I was living in. And I, I turned away from all that witchcraft and trying to get with Satan and stuff. And and uh, and I was really pushing to God. So I started making secular beats for people. And so I ended up moving and to a different city. And uh, I was making secular beats for somebody or for people just for fun. I mean, I, I charged, but I mean, I wasn't really trying to make a living off of it. I just liked making secular beats. And um, didn't know we're fast forward to 2017. Uh, so two years later, after all this fire, and, and rebellion towards God. And so I made, so I was in the car club at the time and uh, this uh, uh, this brother in Christ of mine, we were actually really close. His name's Salute. Um, he, 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 he was a, he was a hip hop artist and he was like, man, he, he found out I made beats. And he's like, hey, can you make me a Christian beat? I'm like, I never made a Christian beat before, but I'll try it, yeah. So I made it for him. He really loved it. And he's like, hey man, I'm going to my producer's house. You made this beat. We just come support me while I rec- do this recording. I, you made the beat. Why don't you come with me? I was like, okay, cool. So uh, I drive down there. We we go to this producer's house. I'll come to find out the producer was a pastor. <laughs> and um, I'm sitting there on the couch, and you know, he my, my my brother in Christ is doing his thing, and and um, I'm sitting there on the couch, and the pastor looks at me, and I'm like, gosh, you know, I didn't know he was a pastor. You know, I'm like, okay. He's like, hey, do you have a relationship with Jesus? I'm like, yeah. I have a relationship with Jesus. I, I claim Jesus. I claim God. I'm going to heaven. He's like, no, no, no. That's not what I'm asking. Do you have a relationship with him? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, no. Do you truly have a relationship with him? And then it's like, it clicked. And I'm like, you know, really thought about it. And I was like, no, I, I don't have, I don't have that relationship with him. He's like, how would you like to have that? I was like, well, that'd be great. I mean, I've been baptized. He says, well, I said, I've been baptized, you know, several times. He says, no, no, no. He says, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
I said, okay. So we, I stood up and I, I pray, start, we, they start praying over me. And I just was literally at that moment giving my life to the Lord. And, and I, I started feeling this thing come over my body. And I literally was just like taken out of my body. And I started seeing uh, myself fall forward. I was trying to fall on my face to, to just give myself to, to God. I was trying to fall down just to give myself to him, to surrender. This hand came up behind me and grabbed me and says, you're not going. And as soon as I said, and it's like everything went black as soon as I heard that. So it's like the devil was saying, hey, you're not going. And as soon as I said, yes, I am, I, it was like, it's like it let go. And I, this bright light came and I fell on the ground and I just cried like a little baby. And I just, all I can remember is like, they're just like, let it out. Just let it out. In that moment, I received the Holy Spirit. And three months later, I had completed the whole Bible and some. I was constantly reading at least at least eight books in the Bible a day. I was spending at least eight, 15 hours if I could. I was spending all day. I put so a lot of my work on hold. I was doing construction at the time. I put a lot of that work on hold just so I could spend time with the, with the Lord. I mean, there was days that I would lock myself in the room and uh, tell my wife, look, I'm locking myself in, in this other bedroom. I'm spending time with God. This is what I want to do. And I was just trying to gravitate and trying to learn and, and trying to grow. It was the best feeling I've ever felt. I never felt it, it was because I was getting high smoking pot, you know, and at the time I was still smoking weed, you know, and uh, so I'd be smoking weed and preaching the gospel and I thought I was getting high, you know, preaching the gospel. I'm high in the Holy Ghost. Well, God quickly, he, he quickly shut that down on me and I tried going to seven different dealers to try to get weed because I was out and on the, on, I think on the seventh dealer, he said, uh, that none of them could get any weed. And they all said the same thing. I don't understand. I always can get this stuff. I, I just don't understand. And one of the guys said, you know, I think this is a sign from God that you need to quit. And as soon as I quit, I felt a different high from the Holy Spirit that I've never felt from any drug that I've ever done. And it was so amazing. So, you know, you, you saying that, um, me, it was alcohol. And I used to, when I, when I drink, I used to have all these thoughts like uh, inspirations and stuff when I drank. And then all of a sudden when, when God took that away from me, then I have my inspiration from him. The pictures are so much more crisp. You know, the, the thoughts are so much more crisp. It's not diluted yeah. with, with poison. Yeah. And, you know, what your story, which which always surprises me. When I talk to a person and I'm like, you know, we're individuals, we're different people. You and me, we're, we're totally different people. Uh, we're, we're, we're different from the pastor. We're different from Iron Man, you know, yeah. where I met you from over yeah. there at Millwood Church. <laughs> uh, but we all have that same story. Yeah. It's the same story where we, we, we lust in poison, yeah. You know, and the poison could be anything. It doesn't have to be an ingestible thing. Yeah. But then when when God spits that poison out of you, when you spit it out, you vomit it out, then you start feeling the more complete, more different, a different high, a better high. Uh, and it's high on life. It's high on wanting to get to be closer to God. Yeah. And it, it's more like, hey, I... I want to be closer to people because when I was living in the poison, 
I didn't want to do much of anything with anybody. I didn't want to talk to people. I wanted to seclude myself into it. Yeah. But when I started doing that poison, then I was Mr. You know, fancy pants and, and you know, things like that. And But at the end, I hated myself. But now that I'm off of the poison, I feel that love for more people and to see people through their exterior because they see people like us with our tattoos and all that. Yeah. <laughs> they go, oh, he's not a Christian. You know, Christians can't be wearing tattoos. They can't yep. have piercings. Yep. You know, the love of God does not mean what's on your shell. Yeah. And a lot of stuff, like my tattoos, are memories, histories of who I was. Right. And it's it's medals. It's medals that, that God has gave me his armor that I worked hard in this battle. Because that's what it was at the end with you, was a battle between God and your demons. Yeah. And and you were you were in the middle you were feeling it. You were feeling it because it, it's 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 a war. It's yeah. a war, and there's casualties at war, but there there are also heroes of war, and it was God that was coming to save you. Yeah, it was coming because you were stuck in that bunker. Yeah, you were stuck in that bunker. The enemy had you. Yeah, they, you could not move. You could not do anything. You weren't move. You weren't. Um, you weren't alive. Right. You were you were you were mentally and spiritually dead. And God said, "You know what? We need to go get him." He sent his SEAL team down. <laughs> and I've been watching a lot of uh, SEAL team on TV. My <laughs> wife has been like binge watching. They sent him down, pushed away, fought all the demons. Yeah. And brought you back into yeah. life and you're alive. And I see so I see that that life, that light of God in you. You know, you're smiling, you're you're you look like you love life. You have a, a love for people yeah. and you have a love for ministry. Yeah. Um, which comes to your music. Yeah. And uh, I have two mu two songs, yeah. two music. I have two musics. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very professional here. I have uh, two songs here, and I, I'm getting old, so my my memory goes bad. So okay. I'm looking. I, I know that feeling. Yep. When you start feeling old, when you start getting wiser, your eyesight goes. That's why I got glasses. So be prepared. <laughs> uh, so the the one song I want to do first yeah. is enemies. Right. Uh, can you tell me a little something about it? Yeah, because uh, I used to have a, a really, I had a really strong grudge over people and unforgiveness in my heart. And I, I didn't realize, you know, that I had a lot of hate for people, even though it it was like, well, if you're going to hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. And that's the type of person I was, eye for an eye, railing for railing. And that's just the type of person I was. And I didn't realize that we're supposed to love our enemies because God says, what, what does it profit for us to just love those who love us? He says, doesn't, doesn't the tax collectors and all them, don't they do that? But if we love our enemies, how much greater is it? You know, how, our reward is greater if we just love our enemies. So that's kind of, you know, and, and, our, and on top of that, when we have unforgiveness in our hearts, you know, our prayers are hindered. Jesus speaks about this several times, you know, that, you know, if we don't forgive those who who have wronged us, our, our father is not going to forgive us for the wrong that we've done. So might as well just kind of 
put the put our pride aside, humble ourselves, and just be like, you know what? So and so did some did me wrong, but you know what? I love them. I'm gonna pray for them. I don't know what's going on in their life. I'm just gonna pray for them and and, and see God work through their life because I'm not gonna let that person steal my joy. God says, don't let don't let these trials and tribulations steal your joy. Don't let Satan steal your joy. So that's how you can stay happy and stay loving and through the trials that we go through. All right, and you heard it from Zachariah himself. So we are going to be listening to enemies. song you know it it does show you know you have to love your enemy jesus wants you to love people but hate the sin and that goes with so much stuff going on in the world today and i could have like a four-hour episode on that but i don't want to get into it because i want to know how did you get your name from lucky to Zachariah. That's a funny story. Again, so kind of kind of recapping on what we were talking about before, I thought a lot of things that I was doing, you know, I was evading the police. I wasn't getting caught for the certain things that I was doing. I was supposed to be in jail for a long time for the things that I've done. So I, I just kind of... People would always tell me, lucky, you know, you're so lucky that, you know, this ha- didn't happen to you. So I ended up adapting the name Lucky. So when I ended up getting into the music, uh, I, you know, I'm... It kind of fell in my lap back in 2018, uh, and I started going, okay, well, I'm going to name myself God's Son Lucky. So I went by G.S. Lucky. So I said God's Son's 
Lucky. So my name was Lucky. So that's how I went by. But a lot of people would start calling me Zachariah and I would keep having dreams uh, of, of the Lord would call me in my dreams. He would say Zachariah. And I remember one time I was smoking, man, this is awesome. So I, I quit smoking in 2019 and I smoked for 15 years, uh, cigarettes. And, uh, so I was laying down in, in bed and it was, you know, me and my wife were the only ones in the house. And I heard this voice and it scared me at first. I heard Zechariah. I was like, what the heck? I thought it was my wife at first. I was like, what? what the? I turned, it wasn't her. She was sleeping. And I was like, I just kind of lay back down and I hear Zechariah. I'm like, I was like, okay, this is the Lord. So I say, yes, I hear you. What's what's going on? He says, this is this is Gabriel. I have a message for you. And he said, you know, look, you got to quit. Uh, um, you got to quit smoking, or you're gonna die. So, anyways, long you know, short long story short, it took me three months, and I ended up the Lord delivered me from smoking. But um, so just going by that, that's what that's that, so. And I got confirmation from other brothers and sisters that saying, look, I feel like your name is Zachariah. So, and the Lord would always call me by Zachariah. So I said, okay, I'm just going to go by Zachariah instead of GS Lucky. So I changed everything on my platforms to, from GS Lucky to Zachariah. And it's kind of hard to spell, I know, but there's so many, that's just the way it was brought to me. So. You know, uh, yeah, it, it was kind of hard to spell. I was like, I was looking for you on Facebook so I could friend you. I'm like, how do you spell? And then, then I looked on uh, the paperwork that that uh, Iron Man gave me for to to name off all the people. It's okay, Z. Yeah, a lot of people say Zakara. I was like, no, it's Zachariah. It's just with Z E K, you know. So it's, it's kind of like Zachary, you know, but just uh, it's just some different letters in there. <laughs> yeah. So so what you did is you you that biblical name you made it your own. Yeah. By switching up some letters. Well, that's just what the Lord brought to me, I feel like. Because uh, um, I originally would try to spell it the way it was, but it just didn't seem right. So, And then, then somehow it came to me to do the Z-E-K-H-A-R-Y-A-H. And um, so that's just, that's kind of how it was brought to me. And, and I just kind of went with that. You know, I'm just trying to be obedient to the Lord. And it's kind of a funny name, but hey, he gave it to me. So I'm kind of proud of that. Uh so, have you performed anywhere else besides Millwood? Have you? Do you go out and do shows? Yeah. Uh, so uh, pre pre pandemic, <laughs> um, uh, we did a lot of we did a lot of uh, uh, shows out of state. So we did shows in Mississippi, Kansas, Oklahoma. Um, I'm probably missing some states here, but anyways, uh, then, then it kind of, you know, the pandemic happened and things slowed down because it just, everything slowed down. I mean, it's just picked back up here this year. And, uh, so getting some shows, getting booked in some shows here around Texas locally. Um, but I'm hoping to get back out and, uh, go back out of state again and, and do that. It's just really cool to, to see, to see God move because I always tell, I always tell all the artists, look, it's not about us being on stage. It's about what happens before you walk up on that stage. And after you walk down that stage, you know, it, it, that's the moment that God is glorified. I mean, God's glorified the music. Don't get me wrong, but you know, God is using us. We're just that vessel. The, the, the music to me is a gateway. Yeah. Amen to that. And you know, music has always been a tool. You know, it's always been a tool to break boundaries. You know, um, 
I've always enjoyed music. I always had music in my ear. There, there was always something playing in my ear because I can't. I don't like the silence. And just like you, <laughs> you're in silence. the The enemy speaks to you louder. Yep. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna put some music on. And and I have to actually be honest. I don't always just listen to Christian music. I I do like some of the secular music. Now, if it gets too dark, yeah, I won't. I I, I don't feel comfortable listening to it. But if it's a love song, you know, you know, I yeah. have a wife. I'm married. And, you yeah. know, I love love songs. I love love. Um, you know, it's just is is something about music that breaks your your boundary it, yeah. it lets your guard down you enjoy it's like that saying you know music to soothe the savage beast yeah and um your your music is is fresh it's 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 out there it's upbeat you know people are enjoying it i've, I've seen an 80 year old person bobbing their head when they were <laughs> when they were listening to you over there and i'm like look granny's got some skills yeah you know and uh it's just a de- your demeanor. It's, it's the way that you present yourself is is more positive. It, it's it's showing what God has worked through you. Yeah, and and I would love to see you in another concert. Um, I think here at Covenant Life because we're at the Covenant Life Studio yeah. here at Covenant Life. I think they do a hip hop uh, back to school. Oh wow! Jam, that so would be, I can cool. I could talk to Pastor John, or I could send your contact to him. Yeah, that'd be a blessing. And um, you know, Paul Santos was here. He he okay. did a he did a song. Um, he did a couple of songs for here. Um, you know, um, they. Um, but uh, my mind went blank. <laughs> my mind went blank. Oh no! But but yeah, the, they they do a hip hop here. You know, I'm not just. I, I grew up on rock and metal, right? You know, but I also have a love for for artists who who love their craft and yeah. work hard, and not just do a couple beats and just replay a chorus well, five th- times. That's so funny because I grew up on rock. You know, I grew up on rock, and and it's so funny how hip hop kind of landed in my in my lap. I would have never thought if God said, "Hey, look, this year you're going to be doing hip hop." I'm like, "Yeah, right. I don't like that. I don't like hip hop." And it was so funny though because I, I, the majority of music that I do listen to is is, is worship music, so elevation worship. Uh, uh, Jesus culture. Uh, I mean, I just, you know, newsboys and stuff. It's kind of funny though, because, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I do listen to, to Christian hip hop every once in a while, but man, it's just crazy how it just kind of fell in my lap like that. So, but I, I have a bless. It, to me, it, I, you know, I'm, I don't hate any genre really, because as long as it's to me, as long as it's like truly glorifying God, I mean, that's what we're here for. We're here to glorify God, not ourselves. So, yeah, true. And, and what what's what's good is the variety. Yes, you know you got so many people <laughs> yeah. that like different stuff. Like, yep. well, I listen to death metal. Oh yeah, well, I got a life metal to counteract <laughs> that. Oh yeah, well, I listen to black metal. Oh yeah, I got an unblack metal <laughs> to counteract that. Which is funny is my good friend Aaron. He he has a black metal band called yeah. Ascending King. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's a he's a big lover of hip-hop music oh wow really and and it was funny because i I sat with him for the first time and and it was like we're brothers instant (laughs) brothers we're just sitting around he goes you know what for 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 me my music's always really heavy black metal yeah but I, i i listen to rap all the time i'm like you know, you, you you do what you love to do, yeah, and you listen to what you love to listen to. It doesn't make you 
any less of a brother of mine. Right. Now, now, if you go and listen to <laughs> Miley Cyrus stuff like that, yeah. then then we we would have to talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but just because you like hip hop and you and you play metal, you know, uh, there was a time in the '90s when hip hop and metal kind of went hand in hand. Yeah, you know, you had uh, Limp Biscuit, Lincoln Park, yeah, yeah, stuff like that, and there, there's no no shame in that. No, no, there's no shame in, in anything. I, I listened to Yacht Rock. Yes, I said I listened to Yacht Rock, <laughs> but I listened to it because it's a calming thing. You know, I, while I'm working, I listen to. Do you like peanut colada? Then I realize, <laughs> oh no, this is about adultery. I, okay, I don't know. Well, speaking of that tone, man, have you ever heard of Christafari? Yeah, man, yeah, I've dude, been talking I, to. I him. got turned. I got turned on to them, and I'm like, how cool it is to steal worship songs and turn it into reggae music. You know? <laughs> yeah, and and we're actually we're actually in talks for him coming on the show. Oh so, wow! Huh? So it's been a hit and miss because he's been all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, that dude is everywhere. And, <laughs> and it, it's just amazing. He, his videos you see is so full of love. And, and, and it's like, and I love a good Caribbean beat. Yeah. And, and if you can make a Christian song, an oh, elevation he, song. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you turn grace into gardens, man. <laughs> yeah. It's good, too. Yeah. It's good. It's got that kind of almost that, that stick figure vibe, you know, yeah. it, it, it's pretty, or 311 or whatever, you know, it's got that vibe, but that Christianized version. It's so cool. It's like, man, this is how I worship right here. <laughs> yeah, and and like I said, you know, any genre fits a, t- a person's feelings. Yeah. So, and you got a Christian song for out. a friend of mine, Martin, says, you know what? I bet you I have a Christian song for you. Went back before yeah. before Christ. I was like, nah, you don't have, you know, you, you know, Skillet that that band that you like so much. I'm like, yeah, that's a Christian band. I go, nah, nah, nah. You know, Flyleaf. That's a Christian band. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Thousand Foot Crutch. That yeah. was my first concert, by the way. Thousand I, Foot Crutch. Yeah, that was, and I didn't even know they were a Christian band at the time. Because because that's what they that's what it is. It's a sneak attack. You know, you got to get into them. And say, hey, you know what? We're not as different as these secular bands. It's we're not true. we're not different. We just we just believe in our love for the Lord. Yeah, and we do it through our our actions yeah. rather than. Our words. Yeah, I'll probably get some darts thrown at me at this, but man, uh, when I found out that there was Christian music, because I always grew up on secular music, I didn't know that. I just knew that was one type of music. I never knew there was a genre for Christian, Christianized music. And, you know, I started listening on, on different genres. I mean, I'm going to get darts thrown at me for this, but man, I'll tell you, I think their lyrics are better. I think it's more meaningful. Uh, uh, however they do it is, is, is more, it seems like there's just, it's, I don't want to say easier to understand, but it's just the wording's better, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and there, but you also have to think there there are some stuff that that they try too hard. But but if you but if you listen to Elevation, you listen to Maverick City, you listen to Jeremy Camp was one of my first actual that I said was a Christian. Yeah. Rocker that I actually really, I I actually idolize him. Which God, I'm sorry, not idolize. I, I'm fond, I'm, I'm fond of his music. Yeah, not idolize. That was the wrong word. Yeah, you don't put him before God. Yeah, we know. Yeah, that. yeah, we know. Uh, you know stuff like that, and, and, and it just it just 
it's beautiful the words because it's 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 from the it's from God it's written yeah. it's, and it, and it feels like it's directly towards you it's written for you yeah it's like hey Jeremy I wrote this song I want you to put it on there I want you to sing it but I want you to sing it for Zachariah yeah that's for Zachariah yeah. or that's that's for James yeah or or that's for Sue who's laying in bed um, suffering from from uh, COVID or or that's that's Eric who's who has terminal cancer. Yeah. That song's for Eric. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And that's what it feels like your music is. It, it feels like it speaks out to the people yeah. s- specifically right there is for that person. Yeah. This yeah, is this God. is what God yeah. wants you to do. Yeah. This is this is for you. This is your love song from God to you. I just want you to love me. Yep. That's what God wants. Yeah. He's not the type of person just like kicks down doors. Yeah, again, I'm doing SEAL, SEAL team stuff. He's not the kind of guy that kicks down doors and say, you have to love me or not. No. He's the guy that knocks. Yeah. Hey, it's me. It's Jesus. Yeah. Let me in your life. Come on. Yeah. We're buddies. You know you love me. You yeah. got to quit. You don't have to listen to other people. Yeah. Don't listen to the to the people of the world, yeah. because they have blinded you so long. I'm here. Yep. Sometimes the uh, knocking gets a little louder. Hey, I'm still yeah. here. I'm yeah. still wanting you. So, but uh, we're getting closer to the end of the of the episode here. It's been an honor to to speak with you, Zachariah. And you know, we've been talking about this for a couple months since I met you. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you're you're a big a part of the Johnny Taco show now. You're a part of the Johnny Tacos team. Um, just want to say God has so much for you, and I feel like this is what He's telling me: keep going. I know you get tired, and I know that between your work and what you're doing for the Lord can get stressful. You get to a point where you don't know what you're doing. You don't know if if you're actually pulling people out the lost bringing them back in you are yeah and you're doing it in my my time you're not doing it in your time if you were doing it in your time you would mess up you're doing it in god's time and that, that's what i felt like he he wanted me to tell you i was pretty spot on praise god so <laughs> i'm pretty, well, okay. yeah, that, that's confirmation yeah. so yeah that's that's amazing man that that definitely hit the spot because I, I was literally praying that the other day so you know, those yeah. exact things. That's, that's that's a pretty that's pretty amazing. See, that's just proof and testimony how God works. That's a blessing. And and He works through everybody. He does. And you don't know who's an angel, no. and who's not. No. So, but God bless you for being on the show. Uh, keep you. doing what you're doing. Keep going. Keep fighting the good fight. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank all the new listeners that happen upon to uh, listen to the Johnny Taco Show. Thinking, oh look. It's the origin stories of the taco. Maybe I'll learn some information about the nice, yummy tacos. Because nobody gets mad about tacos. Hey, you want tacos? Yeah, I want tacos anytime. (laughs) Because it is delicious. But I hate to be the bearer of bad news. For this is not a recipe show. The only food you get is the nourishment of Jesus Christ through the testimony of my guest and my constant babbling. Uh, and you have not been here by mistake. No, you did not come here by mistake because God has something to share with you. And I believe Zachariah had something to share that went directly to you. It was a love note from God to you. So God not only wants you 
back into the body of Christ. He wants to be the love of your life, and he's missing you. So get on your knees, go to your prayer corner, closet, your corner, your car while you're going to work. Just say, God, thank you for being there for me when I didn't think anybody was. And also to the hardcore listeners, the ones who listen, you know who you are because I have a certain set of skills to know Facebook and Instagram and all that and all the people that say that one episode, that was awesome. I love that one episode. I love you talking about that. I love the guest and and I want to get to know more about the guest, Uh, which comes to here. To get more about Zachariah, you can visit him on Facebook on... Uh, Zechariah. Um, you can catch me on, on Spotify, uh, YouTube, all that Zechariah. So, all that Zechariah stuff. <laughs> so, and uh, you can also catch me on the Johnny Taco Show every week, sometimes five times a week. Man, I do, I visit more people than, uh, than the Pope lately. <laughs> so, it, it's crazy. But uh, no, to all my diehard listeners, this whole year has been awesome. God has really shined so much information. I've learned so much about my myself, about others, and about patience, and about values, and about overcoming, and seeing miracles that people thought nobody sees a miracle. If you don't think that miracles do not exist, listen to my boy, Zachariah. Listen to me. There's people that are coming out of drugs that, that people have been doing drugs for 30 years, all of a sudden just quit and they live a, a life. There are people that are getting out of the COVID, being sick and almost dying, and God had raised them back up. There, there's, there's families that were torn apart for decades, mending fences over a loss of a loved one. Mm. There are so many miracles out there. You just close your eyes and you see and you watch TikTok stuff and you watch Facebook stuff about how bad the world is. The world is the, the earth, the people of the earth, the sin of earth is bad. But there's so many people that are loving people out there that need your help. So go out there, prophesize, go out there and become a vessel of God. And with that, we're gonna leave with not today. Satan. Yep. Which is not today, Satan, because you are you are not going to ruin this day because this is God's day and this is my day to shine. All right. So y'all have a blessed day. May God keep you into the highest. And don't have yourself a good day. No good, sir. Have yourself a great day. God bless you. Peace. Come on. It's time to open your eyes. 
What your kids are learning in school should be a crime. They think it's okay to program their undeveloped minds. Subconscious programming satanic lies. Teaching them how to blindly move and live their simple lives. When you start to wake up, you will start to see this truth. You will understand like a knowledge was a prophetic truth. Wiping history way like these trees and giant hidden tooth. I'm not stopping till they start confessing and speaking this truth. Not the day, say, day. I'm a not the God is day. Sins are leading to a worldly trend. Parents say, Who cares? Take God out because my kidney friends. They say, Today, without God, they can fit in. They don't realize on that day, Jesus will say goodbye. You're not my friend. I'ma stand with God and say, Not today, say, day. I'ma stand with God and say, Say, day. Not today, say, I'm talking. I'ma stand with God and say, Say, day. Not today. Say, I'm dead. I'm a stab with God and say, 